Welcome to For the Health of It, starring Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. She is joined by producer Mike Clark. This dynamic, sometimes crazy, sometimes funny, and always entertaining duo will inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm here with Mike Clark and our special guest author, Dr. Jesse Davis. Welcome, Jesse. Hi, thank you for having me. Excited to be on. I'm so glad you're here. Just to let our listeners know who you are, uh, Dr. Jesse Davis has been a practicing doctor of chiropractic in the greater Boston area since 2006. He was the Gonstead Methodologies Institute's Chiropractor of the Year in 2010, so this guy knows what he's doing. He's a strong believer in having a healthy mindset and the power of chiropractic to facilitate healing. So, Mike, don't get too um, stressed out about this, but Dr. Davis... Me get stressed out, Jenny? Well, this guy's smart. He previously was a molecular genetics researcher. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So his early research has been published in peer-reviewed journals like BMC Genomics and Nucleic Acids Research. Yeah, he's consulted for the wellness and natural products industry for over a decade. So you might have heard brands like BombfireHealth.com, Innate Response, Megafoods. And his work has been featured nationwide through Inception Chiropractic websites and publications of the Gunstead Clinical Studies Society. Very impressive. Yeah, so welcome, Dr. Davis. So glad you're here. Um, so this is the reason I asked, Dr. Can I, should I call you Dr. Jesse? Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. What do you go by in practice, Dr. Davis or Dr. Jesse? Um, Dr. Jesse, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, you know, pretty informal in practice. We like to have a good time and just, uh, Jesse Davis sounds like a really, cowboy relationship in my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every once in a while I get the Dukes of Hazard flashback. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and what's the other one? The, the full house, I think it yes. was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. As chiropractors, we tend to go by our first name just because we, you know, communication and relationship is important for us. So the reason I was excited to have you on is Dr. Uh, Jesse has come out with a new book. It's called Stronger Than You Think, Screw the New Normal, From Panic to Performance the Chiropractic Way. Wow, like somebody needed to write this book, right? So tell me, Dr. Jesse, what what made you do it? Like what made you say, I, I need to be the one to write this book? What was the impetus? Yeah, I was um, like like many of us, you, you know, really sort of shut in here in the spring and uh, during the real sort of heat of, of various lockdown uh, procedures. And I had a book project I was working on, and and you know, it became very obvious that this so the whole world was really um, just being uh, you know overwhelmed with the coronavirus pandemic and also the response to it. And I decided, okay, well, it's, it's, I don't think anyone's focusing on anything else right now. And, um, and, uh, just as the leaf rolled by, just couldn't help seeing more and more that the response to the pandemic was very much the same as, as what we see. And I'm sure you see as a, as a chiropractor practicing uh, with patients coming to the office every day where we live, uh, you know, more or less, uh, you know, pretty happy to just take our health for granted until there's a crisis. And then there's this, this sort of panic response to, okay, how can I go back to where I was before and just have everything be okay and just basically try to um, deal with it on as, as small a level as possible. And, and that's really what I saw suddenly, you know, from the sort of individual response when people would show up in some level of health crisis, suddenly it was just our whole society. It was just how we, how we, uh, 
responded. And at first I had some real frustration around it. And then I realized, how are we going to respond any other way? Just, we were just doing what we already know. Well, I, I think you're right. I think for most chiropractors, we, for you know, our entire careers have taught people to not fear um, viruses or germs, instead to focus on how do we make ourselves stronger? How do we focus on the innate capacity for our bodies to function and heal? And how do we work from a positive angle to, to um, create health? So there was this kind of inherent disconnect with the panic and the fear um, that happened. And of course, nobody knew what was going on. There was so much confusion. There still is to some extent. Yeah. And um, from a philosophical standpoint, um, I think it's been a challenge to help people understand when they're in a state of here, to help them understand um, what they should be focused on to actually live life, to live in a healthy way. So it was a good time to write the book, that's for sure. Yeah. So I just kind of sum summarized my belief system. But as I, as I read your book, I, I, there was so much congruence, congruency with that and kind of what we've been taught as chiropractors to teach our patients. So let's jump in a little bit. Like chapters one and two of the book really set the stage for what the, what the philosophy of chiropractic is from an inside-out versus outside-in standpoint. I'd love to hear you speak a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I think what happened was we had this new health challenge, and so then we went about trying to figure out the details of, um, okay, you know, how do we reduce exposure or protect ourselves or, you know, reduce risk. And so then there was a lot of, you know, debate and the, quite a bit of confusion and conflicting information around all these details. And, you know, very similar to when we see people and patients show up in a chiropractic practice, we, you know, one of the very first things we do is reorient them to a big picture and say, okay, well, how are we approaching our health? And that never happened in this in this entire pandemic response. So you had people basically coming from different perspectives of, hey, this is what I believe. This is what I believe about how I want to handle my health, how I approach risk, uh, what my you know uh, really how I want to live, you know how I how I look at my how my at myself, you know these ideas of like freedom versus versus risk and all these things, and then. Underneath that, we had all of these sort of detail questions and two different conversations all got mixed together. Of, okay, what are some specific details that we, that we should do societally to, to handle a pandemic that's coming and going? And then also, ultimately, what do we just, what do people believe uh, in terms of what they, and that comes down to what we want, you know, in terms of how we want to live. Yes. And so there's, you know, there's people that, have just simply chosen to focus on the risk aspect of it. And I totally understand that. And I think that the, the part of the conversation that gets left out of that is that you can minimize risk for one type of problem. But as healthcare providers, I know like when someone comes in, same thing, people are very focused on, okay, you know, please help me get rid of this one problem. But I know that even if we do that, there's another problem. In the future, right. it's very easy for patients to get focused on, okay, here's my pressing issue of today and not see that there is something else, you know, just the bigger picture of their health and where they're going and what's going to happen to them tomorrow. Um, so practically, if, if we choose to isolate to reduce our risk, what new problems are we creating with not having physical touch, not having um, that social energy we need to, to live fully? How are we hurting our health by not being outside enough or being in an environment that builds our microbiome. Just living normally. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, one of the pieces of research that I was really surprised about that I came across while writing the book was, so I know you and I were both practicing during the 2009 uh, flu epidemic with the H1N1 swine flu. So that was a similar variant um, to the actual Spanish flu. It was different, but it had similarities. And I did not realize this, but they were some of the most long-lived people. And even in, um, they, they were able to show um, resistance to that flu years, you know, decades and decades later, almost a century later, um, because of their prior exposure. So the, what they did was they actually, one of the things that they did is another thing that was very surprising to me, but they actually recreated the virus, the Spanish flu virus. They were able to obtain samples from, I'm not sure where, but you know, historical sites and, uh, and recreate it. And so they found that, yes, it was virulent, but part of why it was so bad was because the, and why it affected the populations it did was because people had not been, it was the people that had not been exposed. So the older people at that time, they had had, you know, in, in 1918, they had had an exposure to something similar much earlier in their life. And so they had a level right. of protection. And so there's no, you know, there's no guarantee. You can't say, okay, well, I want to go out and expose myself to every last thing and I'll get, you know, perfect protection and have no, no downside. But there's a benefit to um, certain levels of exposure and there's risks. And there's also benefits and risks to completely eliminating exposure to everything. Right. That makes sense. So to some extent, we want to build our immune system so we can handle a level of exposure that will make us stronger. Yeah. That's why too many antibiotics are probably really bad for you, right? Right. Yeah. It breaks down your microbiome, which yep. is part of your gut immunity that allows you to fight off oh, things. future yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's an, it's something that I haven't heard said, and I didn't even mention this in the book, but there's this sort of odd silver lining to what's happening now. Like I, I cited this research from 2017, you know, people have probably seen it where, you know, in years, three, four years prior, um, there had been research that said, oh, you know, this is a risk. There are these viruses that are out there. They're in animals that could spread to people. Um, and then this idea, like I heard a research, uh, heard a, um, a long interview with uh, Nicholas Christakis, who I cite in my book, who I think is very, very bright, brilliant guy. I don't agree with everything he says, um, but he talks about, he says, you know, oh, well, there certainly could be something worse. You know, we could have something like, you know, so there's the SARS epidemic, uh, you know, 17 years ago that was much more deadly as a virus, but it did not spread. And he said, well, there's no reason why it couldn't have been you know, much more lethal and spread that easily. But there's this odd silver lining that he doesn't mention that um, you, know, you can sort of see in this this discussion today of this huge case count, even though um, you know the health effects aren't the same as they were in the spring with much much lower you know, deaths and hospitalizations. That now that giant pool of you know uh, odd viruses that are out there, there is this level of uh, exposure and quite possibly and quite likely resistance. So if we had the, you know, the older population that we have today, that has been so susceptible if they had had this as a, you know, essentially asymptomatic situation when they were young, mm -hmm. there's a very good possibility that they would not have these severe reactions that they're having now. So obviously that, um, you know, no one's planning or wants another one of these things to occur, but, you know, 40, 50 years from now, but there's this odd silver lining that's there that I have not seen mentioned at all. So do you believe in herding immunity then, basically? I mean, because yeah, there's a debate a over that. I know, you know, some countries actually, what, Sweden or someone did that. 
you know, they didn't shut down. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's a good question and it's not my, you know, ultimate level of expertise to say, uh-huh. you know, if, and when I have seen some research that said, we're going to, uh, you know, approach it much more quickly than, than, uh, uh, you know, has been discussed. But right. I think that, you know, I had, I do have a feeling that, you know, I don't know if there's another, another choice it's out there. It's spread so readily, you know, already that, it's true. You know yeah. what? It's, there's no putting it back in the bottle at this point. Right. And I know that the more it spreads, potentially the weaker it becomes, which is why we're having less deaths. So there's the benefit of that. Right. Um, yeah. So that goes, yeah, definitely goes back to some of my genetics research. You know, it's, I was using this analogy with patients, but it was like, you know, the mutations, because there's this idea that, well, you know, they might mutate and get worse. And that's definitely a possibility. But the vast, you know, the kind of the overwhelming mutations make it worse. So I was using this analogy with patients. It's like if you went in your dishwasher and just changed a part, you're probably not going to make it a super dishwasher. Like you're probably just going to break it if you go in and just make some random change to the machinery. Um, and that's the same way it works. You know, every time something replicates, you have this you know, potential for uh, for an error. And the you know, vast, vast majority of those errors are going to make it worse. In terms of worse, meaning, you know, function worse and and therefore less effective. Well, I love this conversation. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, Dr. Dr. Jesse Davis, let's talk a little bit about, you know, if we're going to focus on how our bodies can get stronger and focus on our immune system and not live in fear, but also focus on how do we make it so our bodies can come up against a potential virus and deal with it. So let's talk about some strategies on the other side. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you're in the Southern New Hampshire area, you can schedule a health consultation and examination with Dr. Jenny. To schedule, call 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, go to www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com or call 673-5600. To find a chiropractor in your area, go to www.chiropractic.org slash doctorfinder. Now back to raw talk about full potential living for the health of it. And we're back. I'm speaking with Dr. Jesse Davis, the author of a new book out called Stronger Than You Think. And Doc, I'm, we talked about it in the first half, we, a little bit about this idea, this philosophical idea that's a premise of natural health care called um, Above Down, Inside Out. Um, and you mentioned that in your book. Um, let's talk, can you talk a little bit more about that? If you're going to speak to a patient and try to explain this philosophy, how would you put that? Yeah, the easiest way is, is to start, and, and you know, from what people understand, which um, you know, it's something that's generally unexamined. But this idea, and it was something that's you know extremely strongly uh, reinforced this year, is the outside-in uh, mindset, meaning that um, you know our problems come to us from outside of us. You know, in this case, a germ gets inside of us and makes us sick, and then you know, so then of course the uh, logical solution would be to take something from the outside in to get your health back. And mm-hmm. chiropractic um, comes from the perspective that health comes from inside, and that ultimately is where it comes from. Um, it's just an innate part of living things. 
And um, rather than uh, focusing on, you know, treating or, you know, sort of applying some sort of treatment to a health problem, uh, allowing the body to express that health. And of course that comes about through correcting the spine and allowing the nervous system, uh, take pressure off the nervous system to improve the communication and regulation inside the body. So this really interesting thing happened this year where, you know, the, essentially the belief in this outside in model that our society has, uh, like I said, uh, was strengthened. Um, whereas when Mm -hmm. I walk through the details and something we're essentially all familiar with at this point, but when we look at who got sick this year, you know, was it the healthy or was it the sick? Mm Um, and you know, just obviously it was this, you know, and I also review research that this is the case for the flu and for other similar diseases that had happened, like uh, MERS was a similar disease that had happened, that it's people that, um, most people don't know that the same thing, like obesity and some of these other issues greatly worsened flu. So it really, there was all this evidence that says, you know, it was the already unhealthy that were afflicted by these, you know, by these germs and in a, uh, predominant way. Mm-hmm. So, so there was this weird thing when I looked around, I said, okay, well, we have this outside in belief when really the, you know, is the opposite that actually happens. Um, you know, when we, say, we could ask the question and say, you know, do germs make you sick or do they afflict the unhealthy? That's a good point. It wasn't and, random. It wasn't like, ooh, the germ right. just like like a like a thing flying through the air and just happened to shoot you, you know, right in the mouth and that person died. No, it, it there's more to it. There's more how healthy the body is. So yeah, it really seemed to reinforce the opposite of what actually happened, which and and at the same time was totally unexamined, which seemed very strange to me. Um, so I realized that, okay, you know, this is just concepts that people are unfamiliar with and, and having this chiropractic perspective that you and I both have, mm-hmm. it just allowed this totally different, um, you know, somewhat of a response, but also a perspective on, on how to, how to go about reacting to it. And so that was to me, in my mind, I thought, okay, well, here's this, you know, even more so than the diseases that we've already had, this thing affects people that are unhealthy. So what we should do is try to get as healthy as possible. And then I saw the, you know, we all saw the response that happened and then that just didn't, it just was not a focus. Well, on a practical level, you know, there's been so many discussions I've had with patients about, you know, you can, you can take the CDC guidelines for what they are, you know, so you can debate or not debate whether plexiglass or a piece of fabric as a mechanical barrier to a virus or staying in your home. I mean, whatever, you know, whether it works or not, like you can take their recommendations, which are very outside in. It's, it's hide. And they've from, changed. It's hide from the virus. I mean, it changes every month. Now, but but I know? think the more important thing to focus on is that what we know to be true about what will make us stronger from the inside out. So are, yep. you, are you getting the right amount of sleep? Have you been getting some sunshine to get vitamin D or taking a supplement? Have you been working on ways to manage that stress? So your immune system isn't suppressed super important you know and i think the people who've focused on that you feel a little more in control right versus just trying to to be more in a state of hiding yeah exactly and what i finally became really obvious to me was that you know these big health authorities that we have they are just and what became really important to communicate to patients and then through the book was that these health authorities, that's what they, that's what they are there for is to, you know, to focus on 
minimizing the risk. And one of the frameworks that I put in the book was was this idea of, you know, that's why I said screw the new normal, um, that, you know, not to just say, okay, let's just throw it all away and go back to just doing exactly what we were doing before, because I don't think we should do that either, because what, what I lay out is all the evidence that actually that our health, even prior to this pandemic, on the whole, has been really, really strongly declining. So, we, you know, there's this idea of, oh, well, we won't go back to normal, which I dispute, you know, I, I personally, you know, dispute. I think that this thing, uh, you know, runs its course. So we look at like the Spanish flu is much worse problem. And then after that, we just had decades upon decades of improvement in quality of life. People just got healthier, lived longer, did better for for decades after that. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about, the silver lining, right? Mm-hmm. That, that and, could come out of this. In yeah. an ideal world, the the person you know in your life who is the most fearful would ideally be the person who would self-examine and say, well, why am I fearful? Is it because I know I haven't treated my body in a way that I don't feel like I could take on a virus in the environment and use that as a jumping board to say, okay, well, what, what do I need to do differently? A massive wake up call because, mm-hmm. you know, people that I've known that have worked really hard on their health and they're performing at their peak in general, they're not as fearful because they, they not know not that all. their body, are, they're going to be in the 99.7% or whatever people who survive the virus. Um, you know, so that's kind of simplifying it, but I, I, I hope that that's kind of what wakes up a lot of people is it, where is that fear coming from? And do I really, do I know I haven't been being my best self from a health perspective? Yeah. And it was just, you know, it became part of a, uh, you know, mission for me to help communicate with, with, uh, my practice that these, these recommendations that we were getting, they just weren't, they just weren't ever going to come to say, okay, get as healthy as you can. Right. When that seemed like such an obvious response and, just to help people get okay with that. Like you were mentioning, you know, like the, the patients you've seen have really taken it seriously and, and, and turn their health around as, as much as they possibly could mm-hmm. put people in that frame of mind to be able to do that, to, to say, okay, if anyone is going to do it, it's going to be me because no one is going to come and say, you know, this is the thing to do now for everyone and just kind of lay out the, the red carpet. And of course that's what we do, you know, as much as possible in the office, but then we know, okay, people are going to go back out into this society that just does not do that at all. So we're just sort of this one-man band for patients to, you know, kind of cheerlead them to do that. And but then as soon as they leave the office, it's just all the other side of the story, which is all risk risk reduction, which is, you know, which is fine, but it's not going to make them stronger. And I don't know about you if you've seen the same thing, Dr. Jesse, but I I have witnessed across the country chiropractors that I know are busier than ever, naturopaths, holistic MDs, um, people that are functioning from a belief system that's just really trying to help you actually be healthier and not just cover up symptoms, just like booming because there's more and more people, you know, are are starting to lean that way, especially as, as, you know, medical offices were closed down for non-essential treatments. Um, you know, people wanted, you know, healthcare that would actually help them be healthier and um, not just manage symptoms. And um, I've just noticed that, you know, chiropractors are busier than ever. It's been, it's been pretty cool to see the movement starting. Yeah. I mean, I have definitely seen that for myself, um, for sure. So doc, tell me um, before we close here, you know, any last kind of points you make in the book that you think would be intriguing for our listeners to, to hear? You make so many good points. 
Yeah, I think that the most important thing, you know, and for people listening is that, um, you know, there's going to continue to be over this next year, um, tremendous amount of messaging in terms of the outside in, um, model. And those things are all going to be very available, um, to the point of it's going to be put in, you know, put in our faces, you know, as soon as you turn on an electronic device or leave the house. And, um, just like you're saying, um, talk that, you know, to have those, have those voices in your ear that say, okay, there's another side to the story. And, you know, you can, you can treat a condition and that, um, may mitigate that one problem, but it doesn't necessarily increase your overall health. Whereas on the other side, you can build your health as strong as possible. And that's going to make you uh, more healthy and resilient. It doesn't uh, make you totally immune or bulletproof to any of the number number of nu- or numerous problems that are out there, but it just gives you the best shot, uh, you know, to have the healthiest life and to just gather those voices around you to help because they're, uh, you know, we're, we're in the minority, but it, it makes the story that we have to tell even more important. Well, and I think to build on what you've mentioned and what's in your book, um, for anyone listening who has thought about chiropractic for, you know, maybe neck pain or back pain, but, you know, is wondering, you know, how is it that families are going to chiropractic for general health care? Um, the answer is in the nervous system. And, you know, we all know basic science, the brains inside your skull, and then the spine surrounds and protects your spinal cord. And out through that spinal cord, all of the nerves go to every single cell muscle organ tissue of your body. And thus, this lifeline, this nervous system is housed and protected by your spine. So when you're adjusted by a chiropractor, the intention is to keep as, the least amount of stress as possible on your nervous system. And so that's why people find with chiropractic, they have more energy, they sleep sleep better. Obviously, they have less aches and pains, but their body functions at a higher level overall. That's why athletes utilize chiropractic. Um, That's why people as they get older, find chiropractic keeps them more mobile. That's why babies who get adjusted tend to have less issues and grow um, more as they should developmentally. Um, As long as you have a spine, you can have your spine um, healthier and worked on by a chiropractor. So if you've never been to a chiropractor and you don't know about your spine, I encourage you to at least get a checkup and kind of get a sense of what chiropractic can do for one more layer of healthcare. So doc, tell us, if someone wants your book, how do they get it? It's right, I assume it's on the Amazon? Yes, great question. Yeah, so the Kindle is already available on Amazon. Oh, good. Uh, the title is uh, uh, Stronger Than You Think. It's uh, Dr. Jesse Davis. And uh, print edition will be rolling out very shortly. So do you read the Kindle version yourself? Um, not audio yet, but uh, definitely potential in the future for that, yeah. Yeah, you should do that. You have a very nice voice. Yeah, you sound good. be great at That'd it. That'd be good. Oh, and you. I love how you have some some personal stories um, that really tie in. It makes the book a really um, easy read, really nice. Um, yeah, I uh, love the feedback, and uh, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Doc. Um, take care. So that was Dr. Jesse Davis signing off. Be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brook, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you live in the southern New Hampshire area, schedule a health checkup with Dr. Jenny at 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, call 673-5600 or check out www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.